We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, no, he putting his yeah. makeup, putting his makeup on. No, nah, when you dish, when you look this good, bro, you don't need no makeup. You just wake up. You put wake up. See y'all, Get your popcorn ready podcast. It's your boy Hatchy Hatches in the building with my guy. What up, T? What up, man? What's happening, man? What's happening? What's, What's happening? What's the dilly, dog? Look good, man. Got your little haircut. You got a clean shave up oh, top. Oh, yeah, you know, I had to do you it. You know what I'm saying? Got to look good. You know what, you what I mean? You, put, you, put, you put your little lip gloss on today. With your oh, yeah. Lipses, you, know, you know, I can't be out here crusty. You know what I mean? You know, it's hard out here being a black man. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? You out here looking crusty on top of that. That's 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 hey. not good. That's not a good thing. But okay. unfortunately, for like a guy like myself, you know, I'm Stay good blocked. on my hygiene. You know what I mean? I'm good <laughs> on my hygiene and things of that nature. So, you know. Okay. All right. Well, as well, you should be. You're an adult. You're supposed to take a shower and brush your teeth. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> Already. Well, look, coming to the stage today, we got my man Ty Law, NFL Hall of Fame cornerback from Pennsylvania. I would yeah. say he's going to say it later on. It's Aliquip, I think, but I'd be messing it up. I'd be butchering it. You know, I can't talk good. And went to the University of Michigan with a first round pick in 1995, a pick number 23 to the New England Patriots, where he won three Super Bowls. And then he went to the Jets for a couple stints, the Chiefs. And of course, in 2019, he joined you, not me, in the NFL Hall of Fame. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. That that hurt my soul, though, to say that. (laughs) Man, that's so crazy, man. This is the second Michigan QB that we've had. I mean, not QB, cornerback. I'm sorry. This is the second cornerback from Michigan that we've had on this show. Uh, The first one was... um, uh, Charles, Charles Woodson. Now Woody. we got, yeah, yeah. Now we got uh, Ty Law on the show, man. So yeah. looking forward to chopping it up with him, man. And like I said, I have actually I haven't really talked to Ty, you know, since uh, yeah, since he made the Hall of Fame. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I get my little, you know, little congratulatory tweet. Yeah, you know, what I mean, yeah. you know, I'm really not keen on really dealing with the Hall of Fame, but I give respect where respect is due, and so I don't want to feel like I'm just, you know, an ass or whatnot. So you know, I, some I people down. do think you're just an ass. So. Exactly. You know, I, I get it. But yeah, but I mean, you know, you got to give guys respect, you know, um, and give them their roses. And so, yeah, definitely well-deserved, uh, as well as the other guys that uh, 
uh, got inducted into the 2019 Hall of Fame. So looking forward to chopping it up with him. Absolutely. And he's became a CEO, has a vodka company coming out. So you guys are good to learn a little bit more about that. But coming up on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast, Ty Law, NFL Hall of Famer, coming up next. Yee! Let's do it. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. That's right. And if you want to see the video version of this, we know we you guys love hearing us talk. But if you want to see our handsome faces, well, my handsome face anyway, no, just go no. to my YouTube channel, <laughs> <laughs> youtube.com slash Tara Lawrence and check us out. So welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready. It's your boy Hatch with my boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T.O. is in the building and my yeah. man, Ty Law. Let me tell mm-hmm. you something. When a dude comes hey, with his popcorn he ready. He came ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. He came out the womb ready. Yeah, I'm ready. You know you got? Hey, we ready, man. You see, he came ready. That's how I had to do when I played against him. I had to come ready because I know come ready to get your head knocked off. Right, exactly. I knew I had to deal with somebody that was a problem. Yeah, you know what? The the one that which we could have, you know, matched up against, but you were just tougher than me, man. You know, I had the broken foot. You had the broken leg. You came back. I was like, man, I can't. (laughs) Can't do it. (laughs) CTO was tougher than me, man. I couldn't do it, bro. Uh, That's (laughs) right. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, that that that, would have been fun, man. You know, just to. You know, two top dogs going at it in, in in the Super Bowl, man. You know, it's like that's the matches you want for because most of the time, yeah. You know, you going up against somebody, it's like you know you're gonna win. You know what I mean? Right, it's like right, that ain't gonna right. be a challenge. You know, you you feel me? You know, right. some DBs you go up against, you like, oh, this is walking apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like that 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 matchup would would have been something, you know, especially for entertaining for the fans. You know, being us there. But like I said, to yo, you tough, goddamn guy. Cause, <laughs> hey, hey, well, you, well, you know what, T Law? <laughs> let, let me let me go back and talk about the guy who was the walk in the park. Because now that you say that, that bothers me. Because you two, you would actually look at another player like, oh, this is a walk in the park. So I'm imagining, Ty, if I lined up against you, you go look at me like a walk in the park. And I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't going to be no walk in the park. But you know what? You supposed to have that attitude. You know what I mean? Already, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, when I go up, hey, hey, prove me wrong. You know, respect everybody. Once you're with that league, you got to respect everybody. But at the same time, when you feel that you're the best yourself and yeah. you know somebody else across for you that he ain't on your level until he prove it to you. you gotta prove you now, it. if you come out in the game and you prove it to me, hey, you get all love and respect in the world. But until then, yeah. oh, I, oh, I got you. I got you. We talk about that, though, because, again, me and T were both small college players, and I think T, has, he had played his career with that chip on his shoulder because he was always yeah. trying to prove that. It didn't matter if he had eight catches already. Like, I'm trying to prove it to you on his ninth catch. And kind of we talk about that as he goes back mm-hmm. in his career and talking about that same thing. But if I was a DB, Ty, I would have had that same mentality against this bum right here. Wow. He would have been a walk in the park. <laughs> you know what I mean? He would have been a walk in the park. See, <laughs> you know. Come on hey, now. Man. Hey, man, I, if somebody looks at you and you walk in the park, bro, you might need to I, reevaluate. I ain't no, I ain't no walk in the park, park thing. No, 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 you can, you can, Ash can take the top off. You, 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 no, I know you, that. You go in there slipping on him, you go in there slipping on him, you go get got. But you yeah, know how it's like, true. some guys, let, let's yeah. keep it real, some guys get there, you be like, how the hell you get through the combine and get dragged? How are you on the team? I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, everybody, yeah. professional athlete to you, how many, how many guys on your team, you know, and I love all my teammates, but sometimes it's like some other guys got cut, should have yeah. been here. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing this? Because, you know, it's just the way it is. 
No, let, yeah. let's talk about that because, again, we always have this discussion in the NFL because people think that the best players are, you know, always – I'm like, it's not that. It's there's there's it's a numbers thing. It's a money thing. So right. what mm-hmm. did you see in your career throughout that process, especially being up there in New England? Because it seems like you guys always had more underachievers, um, right. you know, on that squad. So, like, what did you see during that process in New England? I, I mean – Coach Belichick, for one, he he has a value on you. No matter no matter what, you can be here in the eyes of the league, but as far mm-hmm. as their team and the concept, he puts a certain cap on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether you know the negotiating room maybe uh, a million here, higher, a million lower, but if you're like double, that's just the cap for what they want to do for the team, mm-hmm. and and he sticks to it. So and you got to think about all the guys that went through, and it's not a bad thing because when you sit there and go to uh, in, in 20 years, or the nine, 10 Super Bowls, you're doing yep. something right. So, I mean, we can all yep. complain, and that's the only time that you will ever get into anything with Coach Belichick. Everybody think he's just, you know, stuffy, stuck-up guy. He's not like that. The only time he's a pain in the ass is when it's come contract negotiations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time you don't like Bill, you know yeah. what I mean? But he sticks to his guns, and that's what it is. And that's why a lot of guys have to move, move on. I don't think it's always – you know, right? I, I I really believe if if you kept our team together that with the first three and, and like myself, Willie and we mm-hmm. see more, and we didn't have to just get moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, we probably could have got a, a definitely. We definitely got another one, but it was like mm-hmm. you know we probably would have went and competed for a couple more. But mm-hmm. they still had the success with different guys, and he just knows how to get veterans. I think the one thing about Belichick that stands out: whoever comes and beats up on New England has a great game. He wants Belichick. Put, Belichick <laughs> puts that right there, and mm-hmm. he have a chance to go out and get you because that's how Wes Welker came. Danny Amendola. They happen to have good games. You mm-hmm. would never sit there and put them in the same category as you guys as a number one receiver can put them on the outside. But right. you know they gave them. They gave them hell. You know gave us right. hell for, the, for whatever reason. And Belichick is going to get them into the system because he likes guys that can play that he don't have to, you know, pay an enormous amount of money because because mm-hmm. yeah, he he believes in the team concept. Team well, yeah, it seems concept. like he takes uh, yeah, it seems like he takes the business approach when mm-hmm. it comes to that, and then he he's like it's like he wears a lot obviously wears a lot of hats, but when it comes to coaching, he does that, and mm-hmm. as you said, when it comes to dealing with contracts, and then obviously the management part of it, then he puts on that other hat. What you just mentioned about, like you said, you know, putting a cap on on guys, and he feels like you're maybe worth this, and then like I said, he looks at the numbers. It's almost like what happened with the Bulls with. Uh, with Scottie Pippen and, and, and Reinsdorf and, and all those guys, when, mm-hmm. when Scottie felt like he needed to be paid a certain amount of money, he didn't get paid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Scottie was easily like one of the top five, top ten athletes, you know, uh, in the league Playing, at that time. Yeah. But he was paid like right. he was like thinking maybe about 120 seconds. Yeah, eight yeah. to one or something stupid. Something like <laughs> yeah, this. Make, make, makes, it makes no sense, you know, whatsoever. Yeah. But, it, but it happens, you know what right. I mean? And as an athlete, because we're sitting on the other side of it, why aren't you seeing what everybody else is seeing? Right. You know, everybody, you know, knows this. Why Why am I have to fight with my own team that I did this much for? But that's right. just business. You got to sometimes tr- take the personal out of it. But when you put your heart and soul into something, as we know, it's like it's hard not to take it personal, mm-hmm. you know? Because why, uh-huh. why would we go there that, well, if I'm not this, well, let me cover the other guy here. I don't got to cover to your head. Let somebody else cover right. yeah, somebody else. <laughs> let, me, let me go take number two. Already. You know what I mean? So you feel me? So if you ask me to do that and follow this man where I could be on the highlight at the end of the day, damn it, pay me as such. 
Yeah, yeah, already. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you what everybody want to know, because I, I want to know. Right. Could T.O. have played for Bill Belichick? That's, I, I, yes. I just... Yes. I, yeah, no, I, I mean, because, again, his... Because people think Bill Belichick doesn't put up with antics, but he does long as you performing. And he was going to perform. You see what and I'm that, saying? And, and that's, and that's what, at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. So you would have never heard anything. You talking about when you come in and you adapt to the locker room, you know, mm-hmm. T.O. is his own person. He's his own player, but everyone's respect that. He ain't in the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, which by the way, T.O., I was an advocate from day one. There's no way oh. in hell you should have had to wait a second. You know what I mean? So, hey, hey, man, so that's, you know, being in there and, and, and a guy that had to wait a couple years, you was one of those exceptions that shouldn't have had to do it. So I just want to put that on, put that on wax. Now, that was, that was a, that was a, that was a foul, a shame, a flag, whatever you want to call it. But, <laughs> P.I., P.I. Right, exactly. That's, that's P.I. right there. But, you yeah, know, I just think, you know, when Coach Belichick, he knows he has a talent, you know, he's going to put up with more. You know, I mean, because you think about it, you're always going to be an example made out of someone. He knows how to pick and choose who the example going to be. Now, yeah. if it's been situations where somebody come in later, they don't, and they might be on that practice squad, you can't afford to come in late. No, okay, no. you might get sent packing, yep, and yep, you know, that's yep. an example. I want all y'all to look at that. Man, let Tom Brady came in. <laughs> right, so yeah, so come on, man. If I was in my prime, I came in late, you know, smack no, the yeah. Hey, man, but all right, man, you get a little fine. If that, if that so yeah, exactly that. but when you come in and you're talented and you can play mm-hmm. and he respects you and that's the thing is Belichick has to respect you mm-hmm. and he definitely will respect you know to you talking about mm-hmm. the atmosphere with a whole bunch of you know alphas like any but we had right. some we had some y'all dogs you got some dogs right. you know what i mean so he would have fit right in because it's the dog mentality we don't care what you do how you go about your life off the field or whatever the case is Mm. When you come in here to work, it was work. A lot of guys work. came and was like, damn, this is this is work. It it wasn't fun. Right. It wasn't fun going to work. We made fun out of it, but exactly. it wasn't like fun going to work in New England. But guess mm-hmm. what? You might be miserable as hell sometimes, but mm-hmm. you're winning. On Sunday, you're happy, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On Sunday, you're happy. But going to work every day, because a lot of times, you know, some organizations, you can make your tea time at 3 o'clock. You know, mm, some guys yeah. go golf, they make a tea time. Mm. Well, you ain't making tea time in New England, I guarantee you that. No. I don't give a damn what reservation you put up there. Right. It's going to be dark by the time you get there. <laughs> right. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Speak, speaking of and speaking on this uh, this idea of, like you just mentioned, uh, the notion of, okay, you're performing. Uh, you're performing well. You're an alpha guy. Um, New England now has a guy. I feel like he's an alpha guy. He hasn't had the last couple of games. He hasn't really played well. Uh, there's mm-hmm. been a little controversy with, you know, some former guys who are now in the media uh, that have been very critical of him. And we're speaking of Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think last weekend, whatever last game he played, he got yanked or what have you. He's not performing very well. What do you think is going on in New England right now um, with that situation moving forward with Cam, obviously, as a starting right. quarterback? Right. Uh, we'll have to see how things fare out from there. But right. what do you think? is going on and how we'll move forward with Cam Newton. I, I think Coach Belichick is still going to put him as a starting quarterback, but yes. his margin for yes. error is going to be uh, a little, little tighter, you know, yes. now. But I think when Cam is somewhat at a disadvantage in the sense, when you got, what, nine guys, nine starters that opted out, offensive yes. linemen, you know, the, the, the receiving core, 
isn't hey, scaring Steve. anybody. You know, yeah. I mean, is is no grunt. So understand what he's working with, because everybody can talk about the system all they all they want to. You know, New England, the system, system. If you don't have the players to play within the system, your great players are going to be average at best. If you sit there and don't give Tom no weapons, no protection, he ain't going to be Tom ready to go. You got to have pieces to help. You know what I mean? I know Cam's athletic ability would probably make up for some of those things. But I I look at it like, you know, with all due respect, like Tom is the greatest that ever did it. But Mm -hmm. if you give him no protection and – Mediocre receivers. Receiver, right. What's gonna what's what's gonna happen? Because guess what? Yeah. Cam, at least Cam can run. Right. He, you right, know what right. I mean? Tom so would look average. Tom, right, yeah, and he would be look more average. He would know the system a little bit better. So I I don't think, you know, Cam, he's getting criticism for things that he's not playing with a full deck, in my opinion. Right. You know, right. And he's, I, he's not playing with a full deck. Right. right. And so uh, obviously, like I said, I, I I chimed in and I saw I saw the uh the little snippet uh where Jeff Garcia, my former uh, uh, quarterback, you know, he obviously went off uh, on uh, on Cam, and uh, it basically told him that uh, he basically said, uh, "You go into this game with two touchdowns, four interceptions. You threw, you threw what? Three more interceptions. You get yanked yeah. in the second half. There's nothing good going your way. Why are you dressing like that to bring more attention to yourself? It's just <laughs> like I'd be trying to ask the equipment managers, put me in the jock, <laughs> jock sock court." cart and sneak me in the back door and I'll show up on the field and do the best that I can. So I chimed in. I saw that. And then my, my response was he has a point. You know what I mean? I was like, and in and, and so many ways he has a point. And then I had to go clarify and kind of clean that up because mm-hmm. everybody started going off on me like that I agreed with him. And so basically my point was that Jeff is not, it's not it's not really kind of how he said it. It's kind of, it's what he said versus how mm-hmm. he said it. Mm-hmm. And so I think what he really meant ideally is that from an optic standpoint, based on obviously social media, that it seems like Cam spends more time putting effort into his social media, his dressing, his wardrobe or what have right. you. And mm-hmm. Jeff feels like he probably should put more of that into his game prep, game planning mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I had to put that out there to kind of clean up kind of kind of what he said in a sense. Now if he if he didn't I if he didn't mean that then he didn't mean that. But I that's what I took from it. I didn't think it was a slap at him talking about, you know, the way he dresses and attire things, fashion or what have you, or him being a black guy, this not you know, obviously we're in a heightened climate right. where right. racism and racial tension is, is 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 in the air. So everybody wants to, you know, point the finger or just start going, Oh, it's it's a race thing, this not the other. I don't see it that I didn't see it that way and I don't see it that way. But well, as point, I well, point, it, point it out for the for the for the listeners that Again, you dress nice, Ty Law, right? Ty, you used to put the suit right. on, right? right? You guys right. didn't spend any more time looking in your closet because the way Jeff right. made it seem is he's right. at home for hours upon hours looking right. through the closet and trying right. to find and match socks with the hat. He wasn't doing right. all that. No, it's no, we, we wasn't out. doing that, but we had, but it was mandatory on, at least on our teams back in the day, that you had right. to, right. Put it to go. You yeah, know what right, I mean? Right. That's how it was. But, I, but think about this. I think Everyone knew how Cam dressed with, with his hats and his right. swag. Like right. you know that 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 that's not me. That's Cam. But right. when you sit there, you don't hear as much of that when he was in Carolina. Now you come to New England, the more 
you know, conservative approach for them. I mean, a different, <laughs> a different market. You're coming from Tom Brady. You know, you go on these wild things to, you know, Giselle Boonston, you know, <laughs> tailor-made this kind yeah. of suit, you know, real yeah. toned down, you know, corporate look. You know what I mean? We right. more, we was considered the corporate team. So when Cam brought his swag, his style to New England, it's flair, yeah. you got, it, it, it's, it's, it's flamboyant, which they know mm -hmm. that, that's Cam. But if that doesn't resonate in the winds and you're following Tom mm -hmm. Brady, right. so everything is going to be magnified a little bit more. They're going to try to blame right. everything, you know, why you're not playing to this level. Mm -hmm. If you were that good, Tom Brady would have done this. Tom mm -hmm. Brady don't wear that. You're putting all your attention into this. Why aren't you studying? Why you? Tom Brady would never throw that. He's getting a lot of comparisons Right, based on the history of New England. <laughs> Mm, right. Uh -huh. And I think, yeah, honestly, like you said, and, you know, for me, I, I like I said, I love Cam. So I didn't want, like I said, I didn't mm -hmm. want people to think that I was jumping on Jeff's bandwagon as far as mm -hmm. what, you know, how critical he was of him. But I just wanted to kind of clean up based on my interpretation of what he was trying to say. It basically, and, and you said, it, you basically essentially said it yourself. There's going to be a lot of comparisons based on what Tom has done with the New England organization. Everybody right. has to realize Tom and Cam are two different people. Two and different as people. I said, I, I I love Cam, and I think what people are looking for is for Cam to play like that 2016 MVP Cam that we know that he can mm -hmm. be. But you alluded to it earlier. When when he's limited with the, with the, the number of weapons, resources that he has around him, then it's going to be tough. But as a quarterback, knowing the type of caliber of quarterback that he is or was and he can be, this is where everybody's going to be critical of Cam is because mm -hmm. now they're going to say, okay, well, well, Tom can maybe make mm -hmm. lemonade out of lemons. Cam, you were MVP at one point in time. Mm. If you want to be thought of as one of those top-tier quarterbacks, then they're looking for you him to do, do it the too. same. You gonna, yes, they're going to look for him to do the same thing. Obviously, right. line play, protection, all of that has to come into play. But if you look at some of the highlights, Cam missed some open receivers. That's why everybody's going to be overcritical. And then again, they're going to be, yeah, they're going to dip over here. And then again, they're going to highlight things that really don't right. matter, like his wardrobe, his right. attire, things of that nature. But as we all know, this is how Cam dresses. So like I said, I wasn't trying to, uh, again, jump on the bandwagon, but I wanted to clear up on what I thought or interpreted that Jeff was trying to say. But like I said, his play is not really on par with his wardrobe. Right. <laughs> that, and that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, right. Your wardrobe cannot be winning and you not. That's right, a problem. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Because guess yeah, what? I, if you're winning, you can go out there and wear anything you want. You can wear a clown suit. And they'll be like, oh, exactly. that's, that's it right there. That, that's that's your style I'm right there. That's it. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to put on the big curly hair next year, too. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. So, yeah, we're here with five-time Pro Bowler Ty Law. So I know you're from the All Midwest, right? Went to, and we're going to get into that, right? Went to uh, uh, Pennsylvania, right from Pennsylvania. Yeah. I went to Michigan, right? Mm -hmm. Had a great career, right? Now, of course, from the outside looking in, everything's gravy, right? So give us some things that you might have went through during your career that people don't know about that made you maybe want to retire early or maybe like, uh, is football even for me? Because um, we always try to get into perspective of, people look at you like you got it all figured out. You got everything, mm -hmm. right? You went from college to the Hall of Fame. Life is beautiful, mm -hmm. right? Uh, well, well, for me, you know, I came from, a, you know, a, a top high school program, you know, uh, custom, you know, to winning. But you look at, you know, the, the career and you don't think that you have, you know, struggles. You don't feel 
that people doubted who you were. You know, right. I was a All-American coming out of high school. And uh, but when I went to Michigan, I realized that I was just I was just a number. You know what I mean? I was like the last recruit I decided to go there because I had committed to Georgia Tech, you okay. know, coming out. But no one, even in my own hometown, as much as they support me, think that I was going to play. Oh, he good, but he ain't that good. Michigan good. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I went to Michigan, I was the, like, ninth, tenth guy on the depth chart. Wow. You know what I mean? And I and I took that, you know, personal. So, you know, even playing, I never got the respect, the respect to, to – go along with I thought I was playing. So I was always fighting that, you know, and I was, a, I start end up cracking the lineup as a freshman, but I didn't have the respect amongst my peers. So my freshman year, it was miserable, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because they didn't like me. I'm playing with all four or fifth year seniors and I'm freshman out there, took one of their homeboys jobs. So I hated going the road because nobody on the defense was like me. Mm-hmm. So as we come out for the draft, I decided because I had issues at home, you know, uh, uh, you know, drugs and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, my story is pretty you know, much out there, but mm-hmm. I decided to leave. Mm-hmm. And same thing. Could he play coming out of Michigan? Could he? I mean, no <laughs> one, you know, thought anything of me. So I wrote to the NFL and they said I would go fourth through seventh round. Wow. So at the time, you know, it was Bobby Taylor, like Jimmy Hitchcock, Tyrone Poole, those guys, you know, and they were, I'm like, well, shit. They what about your boy? Yeah, uh, what about your boy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was no love. And and y'all need to give me Joey Galloway address because I mean I need to send him a Rolex or something because man because when he ran that four one eight to yo oh my phone started ringing off the hook you know what I mean I'm like what nobody but with Joey Galloway he ran a four one eight forty so now everybody start you know come hey he can play because when I played against when we played against Ohio State mm-hmm. it went down mm-hmm. you know he had yep. three catches in two years I had three catches in two years you know what I mean so, <laughs> so that's what it was. And I was all of him, so he actually helped me. But even coming to New England, I got booed. Mm. Who the hell is this? Boo! So I was <laughs> I dealt with that in New England. Boo his ass. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> wow. they because they wanted an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I came in with Curtis Martin and all that, but yeah. it was a lot more fanfare for even Curtis. You know, oh, as a third sure. round, than it was for me because they didn't want a DB and they took a chance on me. So I was always fighting. You know that mm-hmm. way. And in the league. I feel like I was fighting for my just dude in, you know, getting passed over for Pro Bowls. I'm having some of the best years. People didn't throw at me all the time, but I had to have five, six, seven picks. My best mm-hmm. season when I ain't had nothing. I'm just, I'm just locking, locking it up. Mm-hmm. But I would never get that and realizing that, you know, and it was just frustrating from that standpoint. So I always felt that I had to prove myself every time, every year, no matter, you know, how good I got, no matter how many accolades I may have got, because the next year it started all over again. It's a mm-hmm. fluke. It's you know what I mean. So mentally, how much, how much I was confidence did you have going through that process? How much, how was your confidence throughout oh, that process? My my confidence never wavered. It was just other people they thought about me. So I had mm-hmm. the mentality of okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm gonna prove mm-hmm. you wrong. Watch, put me on them, coach. I got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was just my mentality because I don't even think you know a lot of coaches was wondering like can 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 he do it. You know, mm-hmm. then they was talking about at one point moving me back to safety because they didn't think my speed, my top end speed was that of a corner. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. I done been through all that. I said, I'm a damn corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I mean, so I always just had to feel like, you know, I, I proved myself at the end of the day. And it was never, it was never easy. Even, you know, getting into the hall of fame, you know, you get passed over, you get passed right. over. Mine was different. I know I wasn't as clear cut the most because I had my whole career like that. So, yo, that was clear cut. There was no mm-hmm. question about it. So it's like, okay, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That that was wrong. So now 
when it comes to me, like talking about statistically, you know, got the, you know, it was got the like Pro Champ Bowl. actually helped me. Yeah, I didn't have Pro Bowls, but like Champ, you know, if he got 12 Pro Bowls, and that's my guy. And mm-hmm. that would, this would have probably hurt it more, you know, that the year that I got in than anything, because I'm going direct head to head competition with another cornerback. Mm. And everybody touted him as, you know, you know, one of the best all time and the guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from a statistical standpoint, it's like, okay, you know, I got more interceptions, more Super Bowls, mm-hmm. more touchdowns, more yards. You know what I mean? So it's yep, like, right. how could, if I had to wait, you know what I mean? It's like, this would have, this one would have hurt it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But some guys just, you know, breeze, breeze, breeze through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I always had to fight it, even when it came to careers done, having been in four Super Bowls, having three championships. Having awesome. the same amount of picks, and I'm not claiming I'm Deion Sanders, but I had the same amount of interceptions he had. He had nine touchdowns, I had seven. We both got wow. 53. What yeah, else people do you don't, people do? don't realize that. People don't realize exactly. that. Y'all both have 53 picks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But and when people don't throw at you, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. You always had because we was always basically this we 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 covering the number one option, but mm-hmm. it's not always that they're gonna throw at you, you know, like that. So when you look at that kind of stuff, but you'll never I was never put in that category, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Of that. And, and that's fine. It just made me hungrier. Say mm-hmm. I can do that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that, that, bo- that bothered man. me. That bothered me my whole career. I was never put in the category of a number one, but that's just besides me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was number one, but you know, I mean, I got, I, not, and I got paid as that because, you know, the whole thing was coming up and I had to go into the GM you know, at the time myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, me and my agent played, he wanted to talk to you. Okay, fine. Right, and, right. you know, when Deion Sanders still, you know, signed for the 50, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, right. I knew what was going on. I was playing dumb as hell. I was I was playing it. I'm a, I'm a businessman at the end of the day, you know what All I mean? Right, so yeah, yeah. he came and I came in there talking to him and they was like, you know, look, we doing this Dale Carter and we put you right here. He had just signed his new contract. I said, Dale Carter? Uh-huh. I said, Deion Sanders, I just seen $50 million. <laughs> well, it wasn't real money. It's, it's bad. I said, all I seen was 50, 50 million. million. <laughs> it's, it's real to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 So, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, I, I, I played that and I was like, look, I'm not claiming to be Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I'm the damn prime time in New England. On this team. You know exactly. what I'm saying? On this team, exactly. I'm prime. Exactly. So I, need, exactly. I, need to be, I need to be paid like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's how I would down. You know, that's right. classic. Yeah, again, from going from um, again that New England locker room, and then you went to the uh, of course you went to the Jets from that locker room. How was that? Uh, like again, just the I guess the the temperature of the locker room going from one one of those teams to the other one to the uh, to the Jets. Speaking of pauses, let's take a pause for the calls. So we'll be right back in a few to get your popcorn ready podcast. Yeah, let's take uh, yeah let's take a pause for the call. A little break in action. Uh, we got a few sponsors that we want to shout out. That's who's bringing get your popcorn ready to you. So stay tuned. Guys, looking to last longer and get your Rocky Balboa on and go a few extra rounds? Do you want to be confident every time it's time for sex? I know there's a lot of you guys out there that may have the case of the preemies. That's premature. I'm not going to say it. But if you don't want to be that, go to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance into the bedroom to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Since they're chewable, they can work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, 
even on a full stomach. And this stuff is cheaper than those other two. So this is a no-brainer. Basically, if you like sex, you'll like BlueChew.com. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. BlueChew's online physician consult is free. And once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code GPR. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code GPR. Yep, yep. And for you preemies again, you premature guys, hey, here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code GPR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, Promo code GPR. Hey, Hatch, man, you got to tell me how your, how your workout's been going, man. And I know, you know, you and myself, we, we have to be examples for our youth. So I know you're around Absolutely. a lot of your kids. You know, I'm sure, you know, you want to be in the best physical shape that you can be. So are you giving them any tips on your progress as far as, you know, what you're doing in your workout routines, what you're taking, things of that nature? Because they look up to us, so... What you got for them? So thanks to Orgain, their sport plant-based powders helped me get the most out of my workouts, and I've been feeling absolutely great. The Orgain Sport Protein Powder is a unique blend of organic ingredients and help build strength and optimize both performance and recovery. I mix it into my smoothie and my shake for a quick on-the-go drink. If I need an extra spark or to start my workout or want to stay sharp throughout the day, I reach for the Sport Energy Drink. It's packed with electrolytes and adaptogens for optimal performance no matter what I'm doing. We all know how your recovery is just as important as your workout. Orgain also has a sport recovery powder that I've been using religiously, right? It replenishes tired muscles with a unique blend of plant-based organic ingredients, including adaptogenic mushrooms to help reduce inflammation. Thanks to Orgain, I finally found the best clean products to help keep me healthy and maximize my performance. And right now you can save 20% off your first order. Plus, when you subscribe, you can save more. Go to tryorgain.com slash popcorn. That's T-R-Y. O-R-G-A-I-N.com slash popcorn for 20% off of your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe. Try Orgain.com slash popcorn. So yeah, 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 yeah. You were sideways, boy. It, it looked like okay. uh, it looked like one of the receivers had done routed you up, boy. Yeah, you, you know. Hey, hey, uh, uh, hey, hey, you know what? Speaking of uh, a receiver, you know who was nice, man? Uh, y'all remember Jimmy Smith? Of course. I was in Jacksonville with Jimmy Smith. Bruh, that yeah. dude right there, man. Hey man, that, yeah. that dude was real deal, man. You had to bring you, hey, you had to bring your lunch pail with him, man. So, right. so again, like we, uh, we, we're gonna go, we'll go over your top five in yeah. a minute, then. So we'll go okay. again, receivers, because we've had some other DBs on on here, and mm-hmm. what we always try to explain to the audience is, if you want to know who the best was at the position, ask the people who had to guard right. them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not writers, not somebody, right. you know, the no. quarterback. Like, I got to see this dude who was seeing him every single time. Because, again, for four quarters, it's a whole different story to guard somebody than just to see him one or two times, you know, once every two or three years. Because Mm -hmm. for DBs and all stuff, me and T, we have a total different uh, perspective from DBs because we went against different DBs. Right. At the same time, we already know who the guys was. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, so give us your top five receivers in that you went up against your career. Hey, hey, no, I I would always say, even though I didn't have a, come in, uh, I didn't have um, like a problem you know, with him, but Jerry, right. you know, is the, is the, is the goat. But yeah, look, yeah, you Jerry, talk about, now, now when I say that, for me. I mean, to, for him, you know, not to have the uh, 
size and the power of T.O. and Moss and for him to do the things that, you know, he has done in the longevity and how mm-hmm. hard he worked in. I mean, you got you got you got to give it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like he, he did it for a long time at a level and championships and everything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and but to me, it's also about matchups. Like I ain't mm-hmm. gonna I ain't gonna lie. Like I would rather because mm-hmm. I think it's the matchup from a matchup standpoint. I'll rather go up against you know somebody bigger, not as quick and shifty. That's gonna mm. make you run around like a little net. That's knowing you probably ain't even gonna get the ball, and I gotta chase you, chase you around. <laughs> I, I'd rather go outside. For me personally, I'd rather go outside and I'll take my chances on the number one receiver than have to go in there and do all these option route chasing Julian Elliman and run, even though I yeah. know that advantage will be to me, but right. because of the position that they play, man, I don't man, you don't want to do that. So I think matchups got a lot to do with it. So but as okay. far as top five, I would say Jerry. Mm-hmm. I would say from uh um uh, a stamp a power center but that can beat you anyway. T.O. Moss, I think because Moss you can get him at the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? If you if you can get him at the line of right, scrimmage, right, you know right. he's more to a, a deep ball, and then you got Moss and everything else. But mm-hmm. I feel like if I got my hands on him, I'm stronger. You mm. know, I win. Okay. You know, and then and uh, To is like he big and strong as me because mm-hmm. I was I was trying to intimidate people. I try to get my hands on you, and then right. take the quarterback mm-hmm. off you real quick. You know what I mean? Right, Sometimes right. it's like, man, I'm just gonna go do, do the quick jam, and hopefully the receiver get away from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you got to go to your number two. But right. T.O. can run through it, so you had to be there. He had the speed, you know, to get over top. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I put, you know, T.O. there as far as matchups against me. Mm-hmm. Now, Marvin Harrison mm-hmm. was a guy that, damn it, he was quick, he was fast, but if I got my hands on him again, it was, it was over. over. Right. too small. But right. they start, you know, dropping him back after I start getting on his face, so they do that little <laughs> short motion. Oh, yep. I was mad as hell. I was like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, you know, that little Running behind the other guy, so that was a little bit harder. But I always say Jimmy Smith because, you know, Mm. I'm coming up in there as a dog. I'm like, hey, I'm going to intimidate you. I'm going to try to get up in your face. I'm going to try to – because Belichick, he he let me get a flag a game. He knew that. Mm. I said, Bill. So that's why I really probably – and it's not talked about much, but I probably won the most flag corners because it was intentional. Mm. I'm going to do it early. He said, just do it early and let it go. And that's why I Mm -hmm. love Belichick because I come up in – I'm all up in here. I know now, I'm the flag. Now explain, me, like, explain, game. explain to the audience what your your advantage was to get the flag. Like explain, because me, me and T know like, I, what I, you're trying right. to do. Well, well right? the, the advantage was was getting into him mentally. You know what I mean? Okay. Because, you know, challenging it. And a lot of times, like, we will get a shell, uh, whether, whether covers, let's say if it's a two-deep coverage or three-coverage, Belichick will say, look, you on your own. We're going to get a shell, but we're rolling over to the other side. Mm-hmm. So I was on my own a lot. So for me to establish myself early, saying that I'm going to challenge you, I got the right of way to get a flag. Mm-hmm. So whether it was holes or grab, this is going to happen all game. You know? All day. I, all game. You know what I mean? But that was right. a part of that was part of the mind trick. You know what I mean? Because, hey, you, you got to. If I'm going to buy myself over here, and, and if the coaches give me the okay, as long as I mm-hmm. do it early, I'm going to take that flag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to establish myself a certain right. way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, That's and cool. like I said, that was, all, that was all part of the game. But you had the coach's approval, like I said. But um, like and the other ones, like whether it's six and I always got to give props to Jimmy Smith because you couldn't intimidate that dude, man. He coming, yeah. he coming right, he coming right back at you, and he was fast as hell too. Yeah, you didn't realize how right. fast that dude was. Yeah, yeah you're not. You know what? You're not the only one that has mentioned Jimmy Smith. Uh, I've heard his name a couple of times. 
And obviously, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, there's a lot of things that obviously ended, you know, his, you know, his his career, obviously, with, right. you know, some of the personal problems, things of that right. nature. But uh, I've heard his name come up a, a few times where he was a, he was a problem. And if you look at his body of work, especially playing with Brunel, um, mm-hmm. obviously Keenan McCardell on the other side, Ooh. those guys, like I said, when you talk about duo of receivers, Jimmy Smith and, like I said, Keenan McCardell, uh, those guys was a problem. And if you look, like I said, just watching and just like mm-hmm. right now, just visualize some of the hi- the highlights. When you talk about a guy that's big, physical, that can obviously run, run nice mm-hmm. routes, things of that nature. Again, hate that his career was cut short because of some right. of those things. But yeah, he definitely could have been one of those top receivers um, yeah. at the end of the day. And if he had a qu- qu- quarterback that can, yeah. you know, get get him the ball because Keenan McCarter, right. you're talking about somebody that can route. He mm. wasn't gonna run by you, but man, he sit there and give you that dip yeah. and you know get that stick, man. It was it yeah. was like it was like slow motion. I'm like, come on, man. And he sit there, <laughs> next thing you know, bam, he come about that route, man. So I was a big fan of Keenan McCardle too. You know what I mean? But they usually, you yeah. know, okay, this was the guy that was gonna hit you with the dagger. You know what I mean? And get you at yep. any time. And he got me in the playoffs, man. I mean, I was all on it, and I'm and that thing still haunt me to this day. You know, to get beat for a touchdown, a bomb in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. the route, hey, route, route yeah. running. I mean, telephone, route running is a craft, man. People don't yeah, understand. It is. Like, it is. Like Isaac Bruce, man, that's a route running fool. That's you know what a mean? route running dude right there. Yes. And that was yeah. on that old turf. He's just, <laughs> that old 18-yard speed cut dig. I'm like, not a lot of people can do that. So I think when you talk about categorizing, see, I don't know if you guys do it amongst yourself, like – you got receivers that's like the goats, you know, that's when you talk mm-hmm. about a level with, you know, the T.O.'s and the Randy's and the Jerry's. But then mm-hmm. I always like to categorize, okay, they're the, they're the best everything, but I look at, okay, this, he's a route guy, like right. the best yeah. route guys, you know, route yeah. guys, right. is, it's not always different yeah. to the, the goat guys, like, you know, like right. you yep. to, you know, like some guys are just, you know, route and Keenan McCardle is one of those guys that can route that mm-hmm. ain't going to run by you. Uh, Isaac Bruce had the speed, but Isaac, he can route, you know, you'd be sitting there like, oh, you know, shit, just his movement, everything kind of looked the same, smooth and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, man, it's different categories for everything, you know, but yeah. I'd be interested to know, like, T.O., as as a receiver, you know, you feel like you can beat anybody, you going up there, that's the attitude you're supposed to have. But did you like the little guys or do you like the big guys that, that come in, like the bigger corners, like the Richard Shermans and all that stuff, myself, or did you – like to go against the quicker guys, so you can just manhandle nah. them and stuff like that. Yeah, personally, I like I like the, the quicker guys. I already knew, like, if it was a long arm guy, you like your Bobby Taylors and things of that nature. Right, right, right. I knew that I was for me based on how I practice and who I practice against, because I practice against some of the smaller guys. So that basically, like I said, if I can beat those guys, I know in a game those taller guys, those longer guys, when you mm-hmm. they have to open up and their gates are a bit longer. Mm-hmm. They had a lot. They had a lost cause. I like mm-hmm. to challenge myself against the smaller guys because I knew that I presented a challenge for them. So if I mm-hmm. could basically, like I said, have some success against those smaller guys, then the big guys were were, were no problem. But okay. again, I knew coming into the games, just as I looked at you know smaller guys as a challenge, they looked at me the same way. So I mm-hmm. knew that I was going to get their best. Mm-hmm. You get right. what I'm saying? Animal. Bobby Taylor was my kryptonite, dog. I just, oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't scared of big corners because I could outquick them, but Bobby Taylor was my kryptonite. I just could what? not beat that dude. Like yeah, I was, was long, like, man. He was he long. Was long. He, was, he, he was taller than Sherman, ain't he? Oh yeah, yeah he was a legit six yeah, three. He was yeah, a legit six yeah. three. 
But like I said, Patrick Sertain and Sam Madison, like they didn't give me no issues. Like, but like mm-hmm. Bobby Tate, like man, that dude was my kryptonite, man. Wow. <laughs> when you, like, hey, when you talk about walking the park, oh yeah, he's on that list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on that. Also, we gonna make up. That's gonna be a new list, huh? Oh come on, bro. I'm, bro it, you it, see what I gotta do with law? You see what yeah. I gotta <laughs> deal with this guy, man? I'm just saying. No, he's not keeping it real. I'm just yes, saying for, for him. I'm talking about for him. Everybody oh, got yeah, yeah, yeah. different people who who did it was like the matchup was easy. You know what I mean? Oh, right. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like know when, that. it's like watching the last dance when Jordan looked down at the video. <laughs> he was uh, like, Gary Payton, <laughs> I had no problem with the glove. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 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 He said, so, yeah, man, right. That, was, that was just part of my preparation. Like I said, I looked at a lot of film, this and that and the other. But again, mm-hmm. like I said, I progressed as as I played, I progressively got better. When you talk about that ascension of, of, of skill set and talent, like I said, that's mm-hmm. what I was doing pretty much every year. I tried to find, I tried to get better every year. And then as I got faster and I caught up with the speed of the game, and then my knowledge of the game increased as well. Then, like I said, it was just for me, like I said, it was easy. You know what I mean? But I knew mm-hmm. there were certain guys that presented a lot of challenges. It was guys like yourself, uh, Champ Bailey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I had some little scuffles with with uh, Dre Bly, but he was one of those guys. He was like real yeah. pissed. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like was like Dwayne Corbett on my end. He pissed me. Dwayne <laughs> there Corbett. There you go. Yep. There you go. Right, right, right. Yeah, part of that mentality that I had, man. And like I said, I, want, I necessarily felt like I had a chip on my shoulder. I just wanted to, I just wanted to keep continuing to work and work and work. So then until I became, until I came up, became a household name to where guys like, okay, this is a guy we got to watch out for. You know, I wanted, I wanted to be sure like on during the course of the week, defensive coordinators, they was like, okay, this 81, they circle me. You know what I mean? He's about right. to be a problem. And I really, right. I try to continue that as my, as, as my seasons and as my, my career uh, progress. You're, you're still a problem. Anyway, we're, <laughs> we're, we're here with pro football. Hey, hey, Hash, I, got, I, got, yeah, I got one for you, Hash. I got a, I got a question for you. Like, cause you All always right. say you never got the um, number one, you know, you always fight to get the number one, but how do you say, uh, did you embrace your number two role and say, okay, you know what? I probably ain't going to be, you know, this, mm-hmm. how hard was it for you? Because you probably, you know, at some point you're crazy to make it to the NFL. You was that, you was that mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how did was it hard for you to embrace to say, okay, I'm going to be the number two guy and wait for my opportunity? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. number two. Wait, hey, 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 wait a minute. See, number see, two. I, this is sometimes it's <laughs> the time. Right now is nothing. Hey, Tom, what team are you? Hey, Long. See what I got to deal with. Wait a minute. Hey, Wait a hey. see, un- unlike unlike T, my confidence in myself has never wavered. I've okay, always okay, thought okay. inwardly as myself as a number one, right? Right. But in my career, being the four, the three, sometimes the two. Right. I remember you got a little too low. Right. I got some too low, right? Because right. again, when Chris would be out, me and Randy would like, you know, we would do our thing. Like we're one and two, and you know, we do our right. Thing. No. But um, I never thought for one second it was still about me. And I think I would have always had that if I was a number one getting paid $100 million a year, I wouldn't have had it's all about me. I, I'm going to play my role the best of my ability at any point in time. Because I just, mm-hmm. I honestly thought that 
it's about every player doing their job. You know what I'm saying? Like the quarterback, all you got to do is throw it. Because I remember Denny Green used to always say, uh, especially when uh, Call Pepper, Dante Call Pepper was a rookie, he was like, it's not your car, but I'm going to give you the keys. And that's how everybody was. Like everybody just, just drive. It's not your car. You just do your role and you'll be okay. successful. The ball will find you throughout the system. That's how I felt. Ty Law, it sounds like he would have been a great – candidate for the bill belichick system you know because you know that's kind of his that's kind of his model yeah everybody do your job do your role so you would have been a great belichick guy unfortunately you never made it over there um where you could i mean you could have become really famous i am famous (laughs) no you're not I'm you're famous now because I, you're on the you you're on this podcast. You're on the get your popcorn red there's, pot. There's your live team. That was your live. That was your live. You're welcome. Exactly. You're welcome. Right. right. Hey. So let me tell you a little story, Law. So I, after I was leaving Minnesota, I was a free agent, and I went to visit the Dolphins, then the Chiefs, and then the Jets. So I got to the Jets. That you know, I was there all day. Going back to the hotel. Agent calls and they want to sign you. We'll go back, end up signing like nine, 10 o'clock that night. The next day would have been my visit to the Patriots. So that year, of course, we played, we went up to Foxborough. We played y'all. That's when they knocked out Bledsoe. And mm-hmm. here comes this young raggedy kid named Tom Brady. Yeah. And the rest mm-hmm. is history. So I could easily go back in my mind saying, yes, if I would have went to New England, my career would have been great, but you don't know that. I could have went there. I could have got hit by a bus. I could have, you know, my whole life would have been different. Doesn't mean it would have been better, but at this, I don't but, even think like that. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I'm with T.O. The likelihood of you coming there, because mm-hmm. you up there with Chris Carter, uh, right. Randy Moss. Yeah. The way the system is, it's like, okay, get out there and prove yourself and get open. Because one thing about Tom, and I think a lot of receivers had to adjust to that, he really don't give a damn if you used to getting the ball, you know, mm-hmm. 12 time, 12 balls right. a game. He don't care. Mm-hmm. He like, he trying to win. And I think mm-hmm. that's what separates him. Like, like you, T.O., you can go to Tom, like, look, he like, okay, I'm going to get you the ball. But if you get doubled and tripled, mm-hmm. he ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. He going to, he going to, hey, hey I, I got you next game. And right. I've seen it happen so many times because sometimes the receivers can actually come out pretty frustrated sometimes, like, damn. But when you win it, mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah, is what it is. It is. It's, what nothing, it is. it's nothing you can say. There's nothing it, exactly. But and as a competitor, right. and now right. you you are as a receiver, you want the damn ball. Like Keyshawn said, like, you throw me the damn ball. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Right. But and, up there, and see, Tom, and you got to have a personality in a in a leader like Tom, because a lot of lesser quarterbacks will give in, you know, mm-hmm. to the pressure of the big dog receivers and all that. But True. Tom don't give a shit. I'm trying That's to right. tell you. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I think in 2020 with the Twitter world, I think I'll be. I would definitely be a number one because there's so many people I see on Twitter. They show the release and it's clean, but they don't get the ball. <laughs> I, had, I had a bunch of clean releases, but the ball went to Randy. You know what I'm saying? I'll be yeah, all yeah. over Twitter right now. Like, check me out. B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. See, right. Tom would have got you that. Uh, right. And obviously, since we're on the topic and speaking of, of Tom Brady, I think when you, everybody, again, I'm sure he's your greatest QB of all time or what have you. Mm-hmm. For me, it's I like Joe Montana. I like then I then I then I go Tom Brady. It's almost like this whole LeBron, Kobe right. and MJ comparison. Everybody's going to put MJ on the top because of his six championships. You know what I mean? He's never been beat. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. 
that same type of category. Yeah, he has a number of championships, but he's lost some too. So that's Mm -hmm. where people factor in that. But I do love the fact that what separates Tom, and I understand why people put him as now one of the greatest of all time, is because Mm -hmm. of the way he wins, the way that he prepares. Mm -hmm. And you talk about, like I said, some of the no-name receivers that have made names for themselves in that system. As you just alluded to, Ty, he's not going to force the ball. Tom Brady, as the game progresses, he looks right. at matchups. He he right. makes the, he makes the most unti- untimely of plays. Um, especially you can talk about Gronkowski. He's right. kind of like he's been his 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 lifeline in a sense. But he realizes that Gronkowski is a nightmare matchup for a number of DBs. Matchup, mm-hmm. matchup, mm-hmm. proud linebackers and things of that nature. And I like the fact of his ball placements. He's very cerebral. He's a very smart guy. He's not necessarily a, a game manager. All of that, he does that, but it, his, it's so effortless that you don't even notice it. And then now you think about him being with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look at what he's done with that culture. Look mm-hmm. at what he's done. Like initially, like I said, look at a couple weekends ago when he played the Green Bay Packers. They look dead in the water. They come out, it's 10-0. And then they go on to reel off 38 Low. unanswered points. That's not, I mean, that's that doesn't happen. You can't right. say that that would have right. happened with Jameis Winston uh, there. there right. at the quarterback right. position. Mm-hmm. Even some of the games that they've come back and won. So I think in your mind, uh, not really in your mind, can you just share with us what you obviously experienced watching him winning the Super Bowls that, that you've won with that, with, with that team and with Tom? What is it about him that makes him extra special that I guess for our listeners Mm -hmm. um, that don't know, that want to know exactly what it's like on an everyday basis, you got to see it in practice and then you got Mm -hmm. to see it, you know, orchestrated on game day. Well, I mean, one thing that, that, that always stuck out to me uh, with with Tom is his eagerness to learn and get better because he was always like, I used to go down at, at, uh, at six in the morning to run my miles before everybody else get in. Only other guy down there, I was already in, here come Tom coming in, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And Tom was always the last one to leave. So he's one of the first guys in, one of the last guys out. Mm -hmm. And we used to rip him up. We gave him hell when he first got in there. When we talking, but he will always come back. He's in the weight room, he's a skinny kid. He spent time in the weight room like he was a a lineman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I have never seen a quarterback now you know, awesome. is his arm as strong as Drew Bledsoe's and all that? Nope. Nope. He ain't close. Mm-hmm. Drew Bledsoe had a cannon. You know all what right. I mean? But it was something about his willingness to compete at all times. And he told mm-hmm. me something. He was told me and Lori Malloy, we was going out to our team dinner. We was going out, I think, was, we was going to Capitol Grill, the whole team. So we're making the rookies pay, whatever. And that's when Drew had got hurt. And Tom, he, me and Lori was walking. He was like, I ain't giving it back. Mm. You know, that, 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 that was came out of his mouth. No, no, he was he wasn't even a rookie yet. I think he was like in the second, second year. Second year, when, okay. when, he, when he first when when he was in his second or third year when he, when he got a uh, hurt against Lewis the Jets, hit him. right, 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 right. against the Jets. So anyway, man, when he said so, me and Lawyer, we looking at him like you know, oh, that's the spirit. That's how you supposed to. <laughs> but like now, when the man got a hundred million dollars, when he come back, you 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 mm. gotta go, you gotta sit back mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't messing around, and it took Coach Belichick to have you know. I, could I could I say it on the podcast? The balls, yeah, absolutely, to do that, <laughs> to do that, and and stick with him 
And after he, you just gave this man a hundred million dollars, mm. you know, Tom wasn't messing around. He was like, once he get it, it's, it's done. And he has kept it, you know, ever since. But he has that awesome. same mentality from that first year. Then now he's Tom Brady. Now it's like, okay, guess what? Year four. Five. Mm. He still had the same thing, mentality. like he, like mentality, like he trying to prove something to somebody, you know, every day. His competitiveness mm-hmm. and then willing, willingness to lead. Mm-hmm. He'll jump up in your face. He was one of the type of quarterbacks. You know, another one is like usually quarterbacks stand back here when everybody mm-hmm. jumping, hitting heads, banging heads. You don't see very many quarterbacks getting in the mix. Right. Tom was up in the mix. In the mix. There, like it was, it was different for us. I know I ain't seen it because you know Drew. You know he'd jump up, but. He was over there jumping back on here. Yeah, he was back, you know, in the back, you know, patting his head. Tom was up in the middle, banging everybody's head. I just thought that was, you know, different from a quarterback standpoint. He was a wow. part of the team in, in, in so many ways that you would think he's here, you know, mm-hmm. and there's everybody else. You no, know, Tom is ingrained in the locker room, and, and, and it was just an amazing thing. It wasn't like a lot of teams where it's the quarterback, he's over there, you know, I got right. the red shirts on, and right. he can't nobody else mess with them, you know what I mean? Awesome. It wasn't like that with Tom, man. He, it was awesome, man. He kept that same work ethic. So I don't think anybody outworks him and nobody's as competitive to him. I mean, you hear the Jordan stories of Michael Jordan, how competitive he is. Mm-hmm. That's how Tom Brady is, man. That dude don't like to lose or nothing. And if you get him in practice, he coming back mm-hmm. at you. You know what I mean? He getting up in love your it. face. You know, he, 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 hey, he, he a dog, man. Love so it, how, love how it. Do you, how do you think that, you know, obviously he's doing well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when he basically made that uh, – you know, made that switch to go from New England to Tampa. What were your thoughts on that? That's one. And then obviously now they have, uh, they've recently acquired uh, with the, with, I'm thinking, uh, speaking of the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they recently acquired Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. How do you think he will fit in with uh, the receivers that they have with Godwin and Mike Evans and uh, going forward? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, when first by Tom leaving New England, you know, and I'm on record, you know, saying it because before he made the decision, I'm like, people relax. I'm not surprised at all. You know, you heard rumblings and he knew certain things that was going on, but he doesn't owe anybody anything, man. I mean, that guy uh-huh. gave 20 years of his life. He's right. never got an opportunity to be a free agent. He was taking less money than what he deserved for the sake of the team for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he wanted to go dip his toe in the water and get another atmosphere, you know, in Florida with some weapons, you know, right. I mean, he don't, he don't owe anybody anything. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised at all when everybody was going crazy, you know, about that. You know what I mean? So he's happy. You know, I had a kind of a feeling that I didn't want to see him go because it's, it's different to see Tom Brady in another right, uniform. Right. You know, right, it's different right. with him. But, man, enjoy. Do, do you, man. We Like I said, you. you're still going to have a statue in New England. Absolutely. Even, even if he went down there and lose every game. Let's say he right. lost every damn game. Guess what? Right. Still to right. go. Still, still to go. go. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's still going to have his statue in Gillette Stadium somewhere. Yep. Now, when it comes to Antonio Brown, I think that that is the best possible situation that Antonio can go to because, mm-hmm. one, as alpha as you are, you're never going out, out alpha time. No, sir. You, right. you, you're coming into a locker room that already have two Pro Bowl wide receivers. So mm-hmm. you, ain't, you, you, ain't, you ain't that guy right now. You've been out mm-hmm. of the game for so long. You know what I mean? Even though you're the man before right. you left, but come, you right. come into another locker room that's two guys already established. Mm-hmm. Then you got Gronk and all that. So he couldn't come into a better situation to have somebody that can, you know, pull him to the side and say, yo, man, this ain't how, this is how we're going to get down around here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't think 
as great a player as he is, he's probably it's only so many guys that he's gonna respect afar yep. on the level that, that he'll actually listen to them. Yeah. Because when you're that good, as Antonio Brown is, sometimes like I ain't gotta listen to no damn body. Right, you know what right. I mean? But he's gonna respect Tom Brady enough and those other guys enough and Bruce Aarons enough knowing that, okay, I got another opportunity. They took a chance because of because I'm surprised somebody didn't step up a lot earlier, just the fact that he is that good at playing football. Right. Football. He right. keeps himself in great shape. Hopefully he gets in there and and, and and just fits in and he is still the Antonio Brown that we all know love on the field. On <laughs> you know the what field. I mean? On the field for that production. The off the field antics, hopefully he's learned enough to say, you know what, it ain't worth it. I it mean, ain't. you know, $38 million, they ain't none of that stuff. Right, that. right. You know what right. I mean? So, you know, I, I'm just glad that he got another opportunity and I'm looking forward to it. So if there's yeah. enough enough balls to spread around, I don't mm-hmm. see how anybody's going to, uh, you know, match them unless it's uh, Kansas City right now. Yeah, Absolutely. and with that statement, with that statement, if there's enough balls to go around, Tom Brady's going to get it to get you. Get him around. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. because I think, you know what that's, I mean? again, that's what separates him and just watching him. Like I said, I don't get into the debates of, you know, who's the greatest. Like I said, I give my opinion on who I think. Right. But like I said, he, for me, like I said, He's right up there at the top with, with 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 Joe Montana. But when you think about what separates him, bro, it's ball, it's accuracy, it's ball placement. He's very cerebral. He's gonna preach that read. He's gonna take matchups, and he he rarely makes mistakes. And he's coming. He's gonna come through in the clutch. He's gonna come right. through in the clutch. Yeah. When guys, some guys will falter. This is when he elevates his game, and he's right. elevated it to a stand to a to a to a standpoint to where again he's put a stamp. On that goal, with that, with that greatest of all time type of statement that everybody, right. category that everybody puts him in, so it's yeah. well oh, deserved. Yeah. But even when Tom Brady is stinking up the joint, because it's been ties early in the game, so he's stinking up the joint. But guess what? He hmm. don't stink all game. He gonna come there you back. Go. He, he, figured, gonna, he, figured he figures out. it out. Yeah, he, he he figures it out. And I would like to say, like when they make that, you know, argument, like you know, your opinion on Joe Montana, Tom Brady. Right. I look at it like this. Tom Brady, as far as he worked with one Hall of Fame receiver, mm-hmm. that, 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 and Randy for a couple of years, mm-hmm. one time, mm-hmm. and you see what yeah. he's done. Everything else, all these numbers, you know, they're good players, but they're, mm-hmm. you know, a, a bunch of number twos and number threes that he actually made better, you know, players. I mean, the oh, only time he get a guy like Randy Moss, you know, Sniff out of here, bam. It's uh, gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's, that's, that's why I was my, like, that, that's, that's my, that's my, that's my minus right there. Because when you have a goat in Randy, goat in Brady, and y'all 18 and 0, and y'all don't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. You giving him a strike for that, man? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Uh, I don't give him no strike for that. It's like, it, yeah, but they Randy? didn't. It's not like they didn't perform well in the Super Bowl. You talking about you one game? Randy you Moss? you performed eighteen games. They got all the record. They got the touchdown record and all that. They broke. They broke our. Yeah, they broke our Vikings record. But it's all good. But yeah, speaking of records though. Hey, hey, speaking of best of all time, so so before we get out of here, we got Ty Law, the NFL Hall of Famer with us. Um, Give us your top five defensive backs, like no, no particular order. Mm -hmm. You can put yourself in it or not. No, I don't like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like to uh, do that, put myself in because I mean, I'm the type, you know, if it's a competition, you know, I've Mm -hmm. always, I've always said this, like, you know, everybody looked at who's the best. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I said, tend to get left out of the conversation. That's fine. But mm-hmm. I got my goddamn popcorn ready right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're, number, you're number one in our books then, Doc. You know, right, right. Right. Now, I believe from a competitive standpoint, now mm-hmm. I'm just going to talk about myself. Let's say we got Prime mm-hmm. in my place is the GOAT, cornerback. Okay. Rod Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, Mike Haynes was a Mike Haynes was a beast. Let's talk about Darrell mm-hmm. Champ. Everybody. If it was a if you know, let's take the safest corner with Ed Reed, all that. Mm-hmm. If we going out there and we playing a, a, a package, at least a nickel, mm-hmm. oh law in the lineup. I'm in the lineup somewhere. somewhere somehow. Somewhere, you up in? I feel you. I'm in the lineup because sometimes because now we have to compete amongst each other uh-huh. to right. go out and let's see who's gonna crack this lineup. I ain't talking about careers and this and that. Right, right, yeah. right. Competitiveness. Damn it, I'm in the lineup. And you what I'm trying somewhere. to explain to people that in from 2010 to 2020, the number one position on the defensive field is the nickel corner. Cause I gotta be able to go inside and outside. Uh, for the all of NFL, you was right. only an outside guy. If I have a guy that can go inside and outside, that makes my that's, defense and that, and that's, very that's good. What I, and that's what I did. That's why I said. So let's say somebody say you ain't gonna be the top two. Well, damn it! I bet I made three. I I'll bet be I'm in that nickel right. packet. You know what right. I mean? I'm gonna I can make be a nickel. Like I can that, rotate but, the safety if I got but, two, and then I can line up. I, okay, yeah. Right, but I say prime number one. You know, and I'm a, I had to say my piece on me, but I'm gonna give everybody else they love. I say, mm-hmm. um, Mike Haynes was a bad boy, man. I mean, people be slipping on Mike Haynes. You know, Mike, Mike, Mike was a real deal, big, big, yeah. fast guy. Um, I say, mm-hmm. who else can get down? Hmm. Yeah. Shit. Number three. Woo. Yeah, you it's so many. I mean, Rod, Rod, Rod Wilson before Rod he was safety, go put in there. Rod, Rod was a freak out because he can tackle too. You know, not only he can he cover, yeah, he was a big boy. I was a big boy. You damn right. Uh, uh, Mel Blunt, he, you ever see him play? Put them uh, bangs on you. What they had to change the uh, defensive uh, uh, yeah. penalties for him. They, yeah, that's why yeah, holding. Yeah. That's why they made holding. Yeah, yeah guess what? It was the Mel Blunt rule. I got to put. I got to give. I yeah. got to bring a popcorn out again. And guess what the rule yeah. is now. Ty Law rule. The Ty Law rule. Wait, it's a Ty Law rule. It's a male blunt Ty Law rule, yeah. But anyway, it was the same thing as No, actually, it was the same thing as male blunt ruled in. They tagged it that. But then, after Bill Polian, after we played those, and and we was jacking them up at the line of scrimmage, they was throwing the thing, and they was complaining, and then they tagged it the Ty Law rule. It's really... You know, whatever that's awesome. something Ty Law rule. But you know what I mean? So I took it as a compliment, you know, myself. You know that's what I mean? You should. One, time, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I, I, one time T always took Marv, boy, I, I tried to put his ass in the Gatorade. Hey, if that was Marvin Harrison, I remember oh, it. Yeah. If that was if we if that was social media today, oh man, that'd be oh, everywhere. Oh man, that'd, that'd be everywhere. Hey, that was funny, but you know, that that was like we tried to do that. We tried to jam somebody so that was like Ride them all the way to the sideline to try to find other teams. Gatorade, if you can get them that long. All right. Oh, yeah. oh, I was, oh, I was that close. <laughs> you know how to try to spill the whole Gatorade table? Everything. Oh, Knock it all over. Yeah, but Knock I, it I, all and, over. I think, um, and somebody that can lock down, and it was even younger than younger than me. Hey, Darrell Reeves, bad boy too, man. When it comes yeah. to like you know playing man to man, man, Darrell, Darrell, was Darrell nice with his man. He, and, yes. and I'm not being biased because your hometown, Al Cooper boy, went to St. High School and all that, but. Mm-hmm. That dude can oh, play, wow. man. He can play. That's cool. 
That's all yeah, right. Yeah, we got we got we got three um uh, who else I got that came from high school. Who else? Uh Mike Dicker. Oh myself, wow. Uh Tony Tony Dorsett. I mean, he was in the same street as me, but actually just went right. well. Darrell Reeves, Sean Gilbert, Jonathan oh, Baldwin, the receiver, first round of Kansas City. You know what yeah, I mean? Y'all, so, y'all, got a, y'all got a Hall of Fame within a Hall of Fame at your high school. Yeah, yeah, Golly. yeah. But you know what? Compared to I was clowning with Willie Mack because Long Beach Poly, you guys are Poly. Yeah, we got a Right. So the out of 20 years, look it up, the most first rounders in the last 20 years came from Aliquippa and Long Beach Poly. Difference is with y'all, y'all mm-hmm. got three, four thousand students. Yeah, we yeah. Got, we, uh, we, 40, we got, 4,800 got, actually. Right. How many right. people on the football team? <laughs> yeah, thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got twenty-eight. Everybody Ooh. played both ways. Everybody, wow. everybody played both wow. ways. So we just That's putting funny. them, we putting them out there like that, man. So you know, just give Al Cooper some love. So I'd be clowning with Willie Max. Say, hey, y'all got so many damn students. Somebody got to get in. Somebody got to be good, right? <laughs> there it is. Right. So right, there man. it is, ladies and gentlemen. Ty Law, get your popcorn yeah, ready yeah. podcast. We appreciate on, you coming on, 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 man. Hey, hey bro, so go ahead, give us your on, plugs, man. man. Give us your we plugs. Are, what, hey, what, hey, we, what you working on, man? Right, what you exactly. got? Hey, we ain't forgot. We know you coming with something. We're going to plug it, but we want to give you your love. We want to give you your roses while you're on okay. the show. We want to okay. give everybody a shout out. Give, a, give everybody really a chance to know who you are. Who right. we're speaking with, and every you know, we got our listeners. We we we're we're growing every week. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, we want to give you a roses, but yeah, we want to at least identify, give you a roses while you're here. We're talking right. to Ty Law, 2019 Hall of Famer. Yes, sir. Fellow Hall of Famer at that, man. So I, I like I said, I know I haven't talked to you since or personally, but I know I sent out a tweet congratulating everybody. You know, I got my deal with the with the Hall of Fame. So right, you know, right. I, 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 I you know sent out my 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 standard congratulatory uh tweets or what have you. But now that I got you on the show, I want to extend in person uh, a congratulations, man. It's well deserved, man. Uh you like you said, we've talked about some of your accomplishments and accolades. Um, like I said, I wish I could have played on the Super Bowl champion ship team but it's not in everybody's cars but dude right. as we've uh, illustrated and, and and basically shared with our listeners today bro and you you even said it yourself your competitive spirit you may not be you know tall and in, in, in height and stature but your play spoke out and it stood out on the football field and so for me like i said playing against you i know you knew you were one of the top guys in in, in the national football league you've proven that Everything that you've you've garnered, you've deserved, and man, I just want to give you your roses right here and get your popcorn ready. Uh, show so we're in. You know, we love you. We know you have a lot of things going on. Uh, obviously, post career, can you just share with us? You know, some of your business ventures, what you got going on, so our listeners can know and really, you know, share with us like what you got right. going on and where we can find it. Okay, well, uh, before I got into this, I, I owned. I started in 2012. Launch uh, uh, with one store indoor. Uh, family entertainment trampoline parts is called Launch, um, and we took that from one store, you know, in Rhode Island to uh, 36 uh, locations nationwide, you know, and wow. um, you awesome. know, just me and my partner. And um, fortunately, you know, for myself, right before COVID, you know, because I was ready to move on, I've been in for seven years, uh, I got out. <laughs> you know, what I mean, so wow. it was a, it was it was well, a blessing. It, it, it was it was it was a blessing. Now, you know, everybody told me you smart, this and that, no. That was that was dumb luck. It was just it was just a timing thing, man. It's so unfortunate that you know people are struggling, you know, right now. 
that business is actually going through some tough times. I'm still a huge advocate for it, but you know, you know, I'm no longer an officer or the owner of that one. So when people see it, they still associated me, but I actually sold uh, the entry because then I was building a sale in the first place, but this is what I'm doing now. I'm, um, uh, like I said, a huge advocate for launch, but I have a, a vodka. I'm investing in a vodka company called V1. Uh, we are the official vodka TO of our Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, man, we got double oh, gold okay. first place at nice. San Fran International uh, Spirits Competition. We're the only vodka in the world, the only in the world that uses 100% organic spelt compared to corn, potatoes, wheat, or rye when it comes to uh, vodka. And okay. um, I'm just like the COVID and everything is kind of you know, slowing some things down, but just building the relationships. Uh, we're, we're distributed throughout New England. RNDC is our uh, national distributor, but right now we're in uh, all New England. Uh, we're in New Jersey, like I said, Ohio, like mm -hmm. official vodka, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, and, um, you know, got plenty of flavors. I got this nice little vanilla for the, for the, for the, okay. for the gold, you know, a little okay. gold tint. We, okay. we soak it in. Okay. Madagascar and vanilla beans. My personal favorite. We call this the pick six. This is the cucumber. Cucumber. And, um, okay. Mix this, mix this with lemonade. Man, it's off the chain, man. You know, it's, it's off the chain. But like I said, the only vodka in the world, double gold, first place. Uh, you uh, guys out there, West Coast, you know, uh, you know, to your, your San Fran, we won yeah. uh, double gold first in the International uh, Spirits Competition. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. So, so yeah. those are the three flavors. You got your regular, your cucumber, and and, and this is uh, vanilla. Vanilla, but no, vanilla. we have uh, we have triple berry, we have grapefruit, coconut, hazelnut, and then oh, for the Christmas for you ladies, I'm gonna send y'all some. So before we oh, get out, you I gotta know show y'all this. Was my, yeah, hey, all know. right, my that's hey, my hey. dog. Hey, hey, sir! I, got I ain't you. too proud to bag your ass. I was gonna, <laughs> hey, I was gonna be like, yo, where can I get some? I'm not an alcohol. I'm not an alcohol drinker all that much, but I will take a little sippy sip. A little, a little, little sippy right cup. This is a limited edition, and we only made five thousand bottles. They already sold out. Now I was a little Ooh. suspect. I'm like peppermint vodka, like candy cane. Oh, huh? Okay, but man, they, they came it? out right. Uh, they, it came out right, man. But it's just for the holidays, seasonal, man. So, awesome. but hey, when we get off with y'all, send it to me. It'll be there for y'all next week. A package for both of y'all, man. Oh, there yeah, I mean, we appreciate it. We appreciate that. How can they find this art? Is it online? How yeah, can like, they find it? For, for every state that I'm uh, distributed in, because mm -hmm. uh, the laws with alcohol is different from wine, you know, which is a spirit. Mm -hmm. So, I have to be licensed in the state to get it online. So in the states okay. like uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, you can go online and get it because I'm distributed there. But as we're going nationwide, I'm going, I got Michigan now, you know. Okay. And what's that website? Give us that website. Uh, go, go to uh, v, uh, v1baca.com. Check us out. Uh, uh, same thing on vaca.com. Yep. Oh, and, and at v1baca on the Instagram. Check us out. Follow us, man. It's a... Uh, it's, it's a great venture. I'm happy. And I'm, 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 I'm enjoying myself, man. I'm enjoying myself because this is like, uh, you know, it's a dream come true to be involved in something like this because it's been around for 15 years. When I sold out, I liked wow. it so much. It, it all happened from him giving me something as a congratulations mm -hmm. uh, for the Hall of Fame. Mesh for mutual friend. Once I got it, I was like, man, I need to help tell your story. So, you know, I put awesome. my money where my mouth is. I bought in from an equity standpoint, so I'm not a spokesperson. I mean, this is true ownership and trying to mm -hmm. take this brand to the next level and to have those partnerships with the Hard Rock down here mm -hmm. in, uh, in in Miami when they open back up Gillette Stadium, of course, Jet Stadium, and now the mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. This is uh, 
you know, this is this is what I'm doing now, man. I'm all in. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Congratulations to that. And Thank you, brother. Me. And yeah, obviously, like I said, we, you know, obviously you being a partner, uh, where we're going, what we're going through as a country, you know, mm-hmm. we as, you know, African-Americans, we need to support each other. So I'm going to take right. your congratulatory gift, your gift, <laughs> of, of that, but I'm going to support you. I'm going to support. I'm going to go online as well. And I'm going to support your business, something. man. So everybody Appreciate that's listening, um, as you said, as he said, you know, he's licensed in certain areas. Um, if you want to get some of this vodka, uh, go to v1vodka.com. Um, go to Instagram. It's at v1vodka. Go check yeah. it out. My man, Ty Law, a uh, very entrepreneurial businessman. And uh, yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it's been Anytime, a time, man. Yeah, it's been a delight, man. We thank you so much. Oh, yeah, hey, man. Thanks for having me, fellas, man. And like I said, after I get off with your hats, hit me that text, man. Y'all you already know. Next week for sure. All right, I appreciate it, T. All right. All right, All right, All right, All right Peace. All right, no doubt. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the great Ty Law on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast, NFL Hall of Fame cornerback. Man, that, that's he, he's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. No, yeah, no doubt. I'm definitely looking for, I will be checking my mail. Um, I will be looking for those uh, those, those vodka. Um, mm-hmm. V1 vodka. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody, again, go check out the, his vodka. You can go online, V. V is in Valentine, onevodka.com. And you can go check it out too. Uh, go to the social media. Uh, check it out as well. V1vodka, at V1vodka. Yo, check it out. That brings us to our three and out segment oh, with Ty Law. So I think, um, again, the three and out segment takes us uh, through the, the, the past show and kind of discussed um, three things we took away from the show. So what's up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Took away from T. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one that really stood out, and it, it, it immediately I wrote it down, and it, I didn't really have to write write it down, but mm-hmm. it stuck out to me when he basically said that once Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and then here comes you know Tom Brady in to replace him. Uh, he said he remembered going to Crap- Capitol Grill. Uh, him and Laurie Malora they were together, and somehow they ran across Tom Brady, and Brady looked at both of them and told him he's like, "I'm not giving it back." Mm, yeah, yes, and, yeah, yeah, and he has. Done and lived, lived up to that statement Absolutely. more than anyone can imagine, and he Absolutely. never gave it back. Yeah, and again, that's it's, it's not I don't, the funny thing is like people can look at that and okay, he was being cocky. He was be, it's whatever. Like somebody at that time of your career, it's hard to say that. It would have been hard for you to say that to Jerry Rice in the locker room when you were a young player. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like because you 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 feel that inside, but for him to actually come out and say that to some veterans on the team because those are the pro right. those are superstars at the right. time ty law and lawyer malloy and he was right. like the you know the young whippersnapper on the team so that's mm-hmm. uh that's a, that speaks volumes about tom brady's confidence in himself yep yep, yep. uh yeah and i think the other one um i'll let you do the last one but the other one i think was uh i, I like the relationship um that ty law and bill belichick um had and i think i mean a lot of people watched watch watch these games and watch the Super Bowls or what have you. You would think that, you know, Bill Belichick is probably in more of an offensive guy, but he had a relationship with both sides of the ball. So you think about the Willie McGinnises, the Seymours, um, the Teddy Brewskis and everybody that played on on those deep, uh, on those Super Bowl champion teams. But Ty Law let us in on a secret that he and the relationship that uh, he and Bill Belichick had is that, you know, he went to him and he basically told him, like, yo, coach, I'm going to get a flag early on in the game. <laughs> or have to establish yeah. himself 
And so, yeah. hey, Bill Belichick, hey, he was all for. It. He goes, hey, as long as you get it, get it done, you do it early in the game. Mm-hmm. It's all right, all right with him. So that was, I thought that was very a very fascinating uh, story to, to to hear from 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 Ty Law. Yeah, and anybody young still playing out there, don't do it in the fourth quarter with two minutes on the clock. Again, because I right. think the key thing was he did it early in the game to establish the tempo right. or, you know, establish dominance, if you will, uh, for, right. the, for the receiver DB competition that was going to happen on during the game. Uh, the third thing for me, you're kind of playing off of that, was how they made the tie law rule. Because remember, they, when they were playing the Indianapolis Colts every single year, they would jam them at the line and like you said, he had Marvin Harrison out on the Gatorade. You know, he had he jammed them all the way out of bounds. So he was up like, in that man's jersey. <laughs> he was literally he was wearing his jersey. Right. So it's like to do that and for the NFL to change, okay, you have to you can jam, but you can't hold for consecutive, you know. Um, right. You gotta jam and release. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So that's a big deal that they changed that uh again, the Mel Blunt slash Ty Law rule. Um, right. in, in late 2000s. That's crazy. But there it is. Ty Law, we appreciate you coming on, man. You know, like I said, it's, uh, you know, I guess doing your thing, CEO, now V1 Vodka, NFL Hall of Famer, Ty Law. Appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt. And again, like I said, I want to give a shout out to this guy's uh, business venture, uh, Vodka Company. Again, you guys go online. Um, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm going to be a supporter. I'm going to su- support, you know, some black businesses. And then obviously, like I said, him uh, being a part of this company, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to support. So you guys go out there and support it as well. Um, go to v1vodka.com and on social media, your Instagram, I think it is, go to at v1vodka. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or even get your podcast. And definitely uh, every week, tune into uh, my YouTube channel. Um, go to youtube.com slash Terrell Owens. Peace.